Today's reading is Psalm 49, and that can be found on page 571 of the Church Bible. Psalm 49, for the director of music of the songs of Korah, a psalm. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast in their great riches? No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that wise men die, The foolish and the senseless alike perish and leave their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever, their dwellings for endless generations, though they had names named after themselves. But man, despite his riches, does not endure. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave, and death will feed on them. The upright will rule over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave, far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. Do not be overawed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increases. For he will take nothing with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him. Though while he lived he counted himself blessed, and men praise you when you prosper, he will join the generation of his fathers who will never see the light of life. A man who has riches without understanding is like the beasts that perish. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As we stand a prayer. Heavenly Father, we do indeed praise you for the firm foundation which is to be found in your word. And we ask that as we now look together at this psalm, that you would, through the words of Scripture and by your Holy Spirit, Teach our hearts so that we may love you more and serve you faithfully. For Jesus' sake. Amen. I must begin with uh, a a short apology that... uh, you won't get the normal accompaniment to a sermon in this uh, particular this particular morning. Um, uh, please don't blame the office. 
they did send me all the instructions how to deal with this wonderful piece of software which uh, meant that I could put things on the screen. Uh, but uh, there wasn't a grandchild available to... Uh, uh, to instruct me. Now, who are the really important people in the world today? Who is it who is often admired according to the newspapers and television? Film stars, perhaps. Footballers. Politicians. Landowners. Directors of huge companies. One thing most of these people tend to have is money. Lots of it. And sadly, that can sometimes lead to corruption. Because I was preparing this sermon, I paid particular attention to my daily newspaper over the last few days. And uh, I found that uh, uh, I could spend the next half hour detailing all sorts of corruption that had been carried out by people of money. We see it so often in the way that dictators control the people. We see it in underhand dealings here in the United Kingdom. And at the same time, many of those who do not have much can envy the rich. Why should they have so much when we can scarcely get by, we say? We are all, as we have confessed, sinners. And especially in a society where the gap between rich and poor is wide, we can all be tempted to despise the poor or envy the rich. Now, Psalm 49, which we're looking at today, um, addresses this matter in a very matter-of-fact way. One might also say in a brutal way. For in effect, this psalm focuses on death. The death of the rich, The death of the poor. Your death. My death. It says that death discloses a person's true worth. So let's take a look at Psalm 49. If you wish to follow, it's on page 571 in the Church Bibles. The psalmist begins by declaring that what he's setting out here 
is addressed to everyone. And it's true to say that uh, this is in some senses an unusual psalm. For most psalms are, if you like, songs of praise to God or prayers to God. This one is, in effect, a sermon. A sermon not just for believers, for the people of Israel in the psalmist's day, not just for Christians in Hartford today, but for everyone. Verse 1, hear this all you peoples, listen all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. So there is no one in this church this morning who is not addressed by this psalm. We're all included. It has a message for us all. For here is some wisdom for life. Here are some words to help us live as we should in a very uncertain and perplexing world. Indeed, if we look at verse 3, my mouth will speak words of wisdom, the utterance from my heart will give understanding, the words translated wisdom and understanding are plural in the Hebrew, signifying that the promise of wisdom is full and plenty. And the writer goes on to say that he's, as he sets this wisdom before us, that he will turn his ear, verse 4, he will listen to God. So what we have here is what God has to say about the matter in hand. Now, in verses 5 and 6, the psalmist sets out the issue clearly and he personalizes it. Verse 5. Why should I fear when evil days come, when the wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? He visualizes himself as a poor man surrounded by wicked deceivers who trust in their wealth. They set their hearts on having a great deal of money and on the power that that gives them. And indeed, by putting himself into the position of one of the have-nots, the writer is setting before us the fact that 
in a very straightforward way, life isn't fair. But the rest of the psalm sets out the answer. It shows us the way of justice for all. For, in effect, the next few verses of the psalm show us that though trust in wealth will take one far in life, it cannot buy God off when death comes. All of us, rich and poor alike, will die. Look at verse 10. For all can see that the wise men die, the foolish and the senseless alike perish and leave their wealth to others. And no one, verse 7, can sort things out by paying God a ransom for themselves or for someone else. The cost is too great. Now, that word ransom should alert those of us who believe in the Lord Jesus as the Lord and Saviour of the world it should remind us that only he could pay the price to make us right with God for time and for the time of death and for eternity. The Lord Jesus paid that ransom when he died on the cross. The psalmist is showing us that death is a great leveller. It takes the rich and the poor alike. But the fact that the rich die is no consolation to the poor who are suffering. We all know that sooner or later we're going to die, however much or however little we may have, whatever our place in life. The answer to the problems of inequality of wealth is in the vividly contrasting destinies of those who die. Look at verse 13. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave and death will feed on them. The upright will rule over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave, far from 
their princely mansions. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. People who have good things and wealth in this life but have no reference to God, are like sheep destined for the grave, committed to the shepherd of death. And of course, they will no longer benefit from their wealth. On the other hand, Verse 15, the writer is convinced that God will provide for him what human beings can't. God will provide the ransom which destroys death's power. And God will take him to himself. He will surely Take me to himself. Verse 15. So, the the inequalities of this life can finally be faced in the light of what God does for his people. There are many wealthy people in this world. But if on the one hand we realize the doom which awaits those among them who do not acknowledge God. And on the other hand look ourselves to God for the ransom he offers to all who trust in Christ. Then the luster of wealth is removed. So, verse 16, do not be overawed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increases. For he will take nothing with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him. Though while he lived he counted himself blessed, and men praise you when, they pro- when you prosper, he will join the generation of his fathers who will never see the light of life. But by contrast, verse 20, a man, sorry, not by contrast, A man who has riches without understanding is like the beasts who perish. The scriptures never condemn a person for having wealth. If you are well off, that shouldn't make you feel guilty. 
The scriptures never condemn a person for being poor. If that's you, it doesn't mean that God is ignoring you or punishing you. The scriptures say we are to care for the poor, as Jesus did during his time here on earth. The scriptures tell us that we are each going to die and that we all need to receive the ransom God in Jesus has provided for us. I wonder how you reacted when, towards the beginning of this sermon, I said that it focuses on death. I wonder if perhaps you're going through your mind was, oh, you come to church to get cheered up, you come to church to um, have something to um, uh, keep you going, and and what what does he do? He gets up in the pulpit and says, I'm going to talk about death. My friends... I want to share with you from this psalm two things about death which should cause each one of us to rejoice. The first is, as the psalmist has set before us, all, irrespective of their status in this life, are going to face the same. Those who are well off can't take it with them. But secondly, rejoice because though all of us are sinners, though all of us, rich and poor, come short of the standards which God sets for our lives. He has provided Jesus. He has sent his only son into this world to live and die for us. And it is The death of Jesus, what he has done for us, the ransom he has paid, which means we can face death, not just as something terrible, but as something to rejoice in. For through the ransom Jesus has paid, we will be released from death to life eternal. We all need to turn away from all that is sinful and trust in the Saviour. Let us pray.
Father, we thank you for the writer of this psalm, for the wonderful truths which he sets before us. And we pray that each one of us may indeed look to Jesus dying on the cross and see what he has done for us as being the way in which we can face death knowing that it is the gateway to life eternal. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.